0: Buddy, you are listening to Limited Playtime, the board game podcast where we bring you board game reviews in 30 minutes or less. Or the next episode is free. I am Kyle Bolin. And I am Jason Cavallari. And today we are breaking protocol a little bit. I know, there's precedent <laughs> for this. We've done episodes no, we've where we did this. more than one game in one, one episode before, mm-hmm. but I don't know if we've ever done four games in one episode. Have we, Jason? I, not to my recollection. It's a tall order. It is, yeah, Uh, but today we are talking about four games that we played while I was out in Boston, Uh, I almost said last month, but I guess... It's still March. Uh, Oh, yeah. This has been a long month, Jason. (laughs) It has not been a long month. (laughs) Uh, Earlier this month, I was in Boston, and I brought along with me four, actually I brought six, but we played four of the little games that I brought that fit in a backpack because they are from a company called Buttonshy. Mm -hmm. Uh, These are four of the Buttonshy games, which are essentially, they call them wallet games. They're games that are played uh, usually with, like, i think it's 18 cards per game on average i think there's like a little bit of a a little bit of leeway here and there for games that maybe have like some special cards that get used like we saw that with liberation we saw that with horreos when we played it Mm -hmm. um and then they maybe have like a little insert for the rules and they all fit in a nice little plastic wallet basically I, i i don't know that's what they call it it's not the sort of wallet that you put your money in but it's the sort of wallet that you might put like business cards in
1: i guess yeah Yeah, Yeah. that's, that's appropriate.
0: That's kind of what it looks like, right? And so, like, you could totally fit this in a front pocket, definitely in a back pocket. You could throw this in a backpack easily. You could throw a bunch of these in a backpack if you're going to take them to a show or, you know, on a weekend trip like I did. Um... So they're very, very portable games. They're also very, very affordable games. Each one of these games retails for $12 at the Buttonshy website. And they run, like, deals and they run Kickstarters and stuff where you can get them at an even greater discount than that. Probably get them at shows, things like that. Um, but you can get all of these directly from their website as long as they're in stock, which, you know, they go in and out of stock as they continue to print them. Uh, but they will always be back in stock at some point. I don't think any of these are intended to be some sort of, like, limited edition thing. Mm. Uh, but anyway, the games that we're going to be talking about today are Agropolis which is sort of a follow-up standalone sequel to uh, Sprawlopolis which is a game they're they're relatively well known for I believe uh, a game called Liberation a game called Antinomy and a game called Horeos uh those are the four games uh so jason uh, i believe the first game that we played at jason con was agropolis which was a game that you yeah. were at least a little bit interested in trying out because you knew that it was functionally the same or similar and enough sprawlopolis. to, to yeah. sprawlopolis which you yeah. were you'd at least heard of
1: right yeah 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 um uh, and i generally like those kind of games i like you know like the building scoring kind of things
0: Yeah, yeah. So, Agropolis is designed by Stephen Aramini, Danny Devine, Paul Kluka. Art is by Luke Bileau and Danny Devine. Um, All these are published by Buttonshy Games, so I won't repeat that again. Uh, But Agropolis... Like I said, it's a follow-up to Sprawlopolis. It can also be combined with Sprawlopolis if you have a little expansion that they sell uh, to combine the two called Comboopolis. Uh, And Agropolis is a fairly simple game to play where you have a certain number of cards. I think it's 18 for all of these, basically. And each card is, like, divided into four sections, like, you know, like a grid. And each section is one of four of the sort of, like, types of... um, I guess it's, like, farm terrain in Agropolis, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like animal pens, uh, like grape fields, corn fields, and whatever the other thing was. I think it was like a pig 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 pen. Well, there was pig, there was animals thing? right. Like um, let's see. I have it right in front of me. I guess I uh, just open there were it up chicken, and look. Right? I think
1: there were chickens and pigs you got some grain,
0: and grain, yeah. animals, uh, grapes, and then uh, something red. Uh, apples? I don't what that is. Is oh, apples! Is it orchards? Orchards? Maybe. That's probably what it is. Sure, why not? Um, Let's just call it that. You talk about it. I'm gonna look it up.
1: I'm looking <laughs> at it right now. Tell us. Okay. Yes. Orchards. It is orchards. Okay. Hey, look. Um. So yeah, I mean, the the idea is you sort of try and build. You're both building on the same uh farm space. It's cooperative. It, yeah. It's a co or uh, solo. Game. So, but, yeah. and you, you have like cards that are kind of like dominoes. I actually, I think they have like four sections on them. They do. Yeah. Yeah. And you're trying to like, uh, there's the game starts with like a set of rules that's um it's different from game to game it's sort of randomly chosen. Yeah,
0: each card has uh, two sides to it. One side shows the the farm spaces, and the, and on the back of it, it it has uh, like a specific rule that only exists on that card. And you draw three cards at the beginning of the game to set up the special rules that you're trying to follow. They're essentially like scoring bonuses and penalties. So
1: yeah, like, like you uh, know, I mean, you get an extra two points for every orchard next to a pig pen or something. Stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, so you determine what those, you, you do the rule selection at the beginning and then, uh, you with your partner start trying to build a farm to maximize the amount of points, uh, that you can get based on the rules, um, that are present for that game.
0: Yeah. And you've got to think about things like, you know, the adjacency bonuses that you're trying to build based on the special rules. There's sort of standard adjacency bonuses that you get for having, you know, uh, you get to score like the biggest orchard that you have. Right. So like for all the orthogonally adjacent orchard spaces, you find the biggest section of those and then you count up the number of spaces and that's how many points you get for orchards. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and you do that for each of the four types. You find the biggest um, like, you know, orthogonally adjacent section of all those things. You count up the points for each one of those. You get negative points for every road in your city or your, your farmland or whatever because there's roads that go through every card. So you really want to try to match the roads up with each other to minimize the number of roads out there because those count against you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're going to count up the number of points that you got for the, the scoring bonuses on the cards as well as the penalties you get for the penalties that show up on those cards as well because a lot of them have both. And then you add up your total score and you compare that to the total point values between the three scoring cards. Each one of them basically has like you know like like one, uh, one one scoring card might say, like, you know, four points in the corner, and another one might say, like, 16 or whatever, and another one might say eight. You would add those three numbers up, and then that's the goal you're going for as a group. And if you reach or exceed that, you have won the game.
1: And that is the goal of Agropolis. How'd you like it, Jason? I enjoyed it quite a bit, actually. I thought, I thought it was kind of fun. Um, especially because those games tend... Those kinds of games tend to be, very, uh, like competitive ones. Yeah. So I'm thinking things like Carcassonne and, um... You know, other kinds of like tiling games like that uh-huh. um but i liked the fact that this one was cooperative and we had to kind of work together to maximize the the points that we could get to beat the predetermined score you need um and it was it was just i mean it it's a fast game um you know it's it's not it's a little bit brain burnery because we're both trying to like min max our our value here um but uh but aside from that i mean it, it plays relatively quickly it's not that difficult to understand and it's kind of cute it's a cute little game <laughs> yeah
0: you you also you you have to think a little bit about like where do i put this now and then like what is this gonna how is this going to affect my partner when i pass the cards over to them because you hold you hold like one card i think and then you pass the two cards that you don't use to the other person something like that right i think at all times you've got maybe like three cards in hand that you can play maybe you hand the two that you didn't use to the other person and then you draw a card i think is what happens and so then they're holding three because they've got the one that they drew on their previous turn plus the two you just handed to them Mm -hmm. and so that so there's just sort of like yeah this this sort of uh you know I don't know, like, like, there's just this rhythm to it that, that it forces you to have to think a little harder than you might think for a lot of co-ops right i feel like a lot of co-ops you just you can sit there and everybody can look at the board state and say oh well this is obviously what we need to do and like sort of alpha game the whole thing Mm -hmm. Uh, i felt with this one that we were constantly having a conversation about what we should and shouldn't do and where we might min max our points um so i thought it was an interesting co-op you know and and it's a relaxed quick game uh that still is quite challenging so i i think that it's really great at what it does uh You know, all these games are going to be relatively quick. All these games are going to be relatively rules light. I feel like Agropolis is one that kind of punches above its belt class in terms of the the amount of rules and and the amount of time that it takes. Um, It it feels like a real good game, uh, given the amount of time you play it in and everything. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. Uh, Liberation. Uh, I don't know if it was the next game that we played. I think it might have been. I think it might have been. But it was definitely the next one or two games that we played. Uh, Liberation is designed by John Simontov, and art is by Sarah Bouvet, I believe. Uh,
1: So what kind of game is Liberation, Jason? Uh, It's sort of like a hidden base. um... Uh Uh-huh. I don't know. I, it's kind of like it's rebellion. rebellion like it's very, rebellion. very, very, very light rebellion. Yeah. yeah, it's
0: totally. It's the Star Wars Rebellion game. Just you know, stripped down to nothing but the hide and seek part, and then like right. some card mechanics.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry.
0: No, it's okay. It's late.
1: I am. Um, I if we didn't start so this at nine awesome.
0: o'clock, I would fall asleep by the time we finish. So well, it's my, good we, that we just
1: we had my in-laws here for the past four days, and oh yeah, And, like entertaining children for that long is yeah. I know. I know you get it. (laughs) I do it every
0: day. I know. (laughs) Uh, So, Liberation is a game where there's two factions, right? Each player plays one of the two factions. Uh, There's the Dynasty. I just looked over and cheated by looking at the place <laughs> I can't page. remember what they're yes. called. The dynasty. The dynasty is like the, uh, the, the people that are in power, the empire, the empire. right? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And you picked them right away because you saw there was a purple cat man with a very awesome monocle <laughs> and an even awesomer handlebar mustache. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh which was correct, that was the right decision, anyway, so the dynasty is like you know they're they're the they're the the empowered the you know the the ruling class, whatever right the ruling faction, and they are trying to find the not the rebellion <laughs> <laughs> resistance the, the the resistance, yeah, i think uh we'll say that the resistance sure, why not I, don't, I, I that doesn't sound right, but anyway the other the other faction is like the resistance right the squash the liberation, i think it's actually called the liberation oh. Hence the name of the game. I guess, yeah. Known as the Liberation, yeah. Okay, it's yeah. Just as right. known as the Liberation. So you're trying to seek out and find the Liberation base, just like you are in Rebellion, which we've mentioned. Um, and how you do that is is through card play you, you start out with there's four cards that show four different planets with three or four cities on each of them and you kind of shuffle those around and then you set them up in a grid and there's adjacency to each one of these cities like some of them you know like branch off to like two or three other cities and the, uh, the resistance chooses a city that is you know that matches one of the cards that they have in hand at the beginning of the game they put that face down uh, and then the other player the dynasty player is going to use their cards to like select what city they're going to maybe like start their search from right and you're going to use those cards to gain access to like sort of like an increasing web of cities and you might you know on your turn have certain actions you can take such as like you know choosing to draw cards uh, choosing to play the cards to you know uh for you it was like like basically like laying claim to cities right and and kind of like spreading across the map like you do in in rebellion mm-hmm. um, and then you could also choose to attack a city right and if it turned out to be the resistance base you win the game yeah Whereas, as the Liberation, you're trying to exhaust the deck three times. Like, get get you, between you and the other player, make sure that the deck has been exhausted three times, and if that happens before they find you, you win the game. And so the Liberation player has all kinds of sort of stall mechanics built into their cards. Um, They have the ability to, like, move the base around, or, like, secretly, like, you know, make it look like you're moving the base, but in secret, you're actually choosing the same spot or whatever in order to try to throw somebody off your scent. So, and essentially, it's like a hidden movement game with, like, very simple, but very, very tight, and I think very effective mechanics for what it's doing
1: yeah for sure uh i actually i enjoyed that this game quite a bit i thought it was a lot of fun um i found it as the dynasty 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 yeah yeah. as the dynasty player it was a little frustrating um just in terms and i this is i guess this is probably true no matter what side you play but uh just based on the fact that uh your strategy is built entirely upon a like random hand of cards um so for example there was this one planet in the the on the map that I could never get to because I just never had the cards to be able to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so it was really really difficult to try and you know maneuver uh the pathway that I needed to get to be able to explore places to find out where this place is. Yeah. Which I guess is kind of the point but it also is a little um it, it's it's a little frustrating
0: and that might have been because I was like holding onto the card so it didn't get put back into the deck, you know Mm. Um, like there's all kinds of fun little you know, like clever strategies you can do in a game like this in order to try to, you know, edge out your opponent. Um, So something like that like holding onto cards that you don't want your opponent to have, right? Like that that sort of denial is is a strategy in a game like this, especially one that only has 18 cards in the deck and some of those are going to permanently go out as they get played as cities that you might control. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, like that's that's one thing to think about. You also had some cards that had effects that let you like sort of reach out a little further than maybe you normally had access to I think you were able like you know like investigate or attack or something like a city that was like two spaces away from one of your other cities that happened on one turn I was like oh no you're so close yes. you yeah, know it, de- you were, you it were... depends on the, the again it depends on the cards that you have <laughs> yeah yeah but I, I do remember there being a lot of moments in that game where I was very 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 tense because you were so close to si- like finding me right To yeah. actually like you know like sniffing out the base and and exposing me um, and I just managed to throw you off the one one or two times just enough that I was able to edge that one out, but it felt so
1: tense there for a little while. Yeah. There, there was one moment where I had the choice, I think of two different cities. Yeah. And if I had named the correct yeah. one, I it would was have was And I, yeah. I picked the wrong one. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. But there was a couple of the
0: times where I think you, you, oh, man, like you, you were like one city away with like your guests or something like that. Anyway, um, it, it's a game that has relatively easy mechanics to learn. You could learn this in just a few minutes. We did sit down. You can probably play it in like 20 minutes. I'm guessing 20, 30 minutes um, and get to me, what is like an experience that is not that dissimilar from what I feel like I get out of rebellion. When we sit down and play that for four hours, I know that that's kind of crazy because there's so much more that goes into rebellion and it's a much deeper and richer experience in many, many ways. But if you've only got 30 minutes, This is pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I I liked this way more than I expected to. Um, And out of all the four games we're talking about, I think this was the one that I enjoyed playing the most. Although, I think that Agropolis is really, um, it's, it's a game that you can play with almost anybody anywhere, and, and maybe it's like a little bit more of a Swiss Army knife sort of game, right? Where mm-hmm. it fits into almost any situation. Liberation is, you know, obviously like just a two-player game, and I, I don't even know if Agropolis goes above two players, maybe it doesn't, but like, l- Liberation feels like a game where you're going to want to play this with somebody that is going to want to be, you know, like very cat and mouse with you. Right. Like Mm -hmm. play that sort of a game. So it may not fit every single couple. It may not fit every single situation, but I really liked it. And I think it was my favorite game out of these four that we're talking about.
1: Yeah, uh, I'd I'd probably say that, too, actually. Yeah. Okay. It has a lot of personality, too, which is
0: fun. It does. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. uh, Next is Antinomy. This was a game that really kind of confused us.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we had to restart it, I think, because we. We'd been been playing wrong. Yeah, we were playing it wrong. Yeah, yeah.
0: So Antinomy is supposed to represent a battle between two time sorcerers? Yeah. (laughs) i guess um you're trying to collect relics crystals uh you you do have to bring your own components to this game to represent the crystals or the relics or whatever it is they're supposed to be the first person to collect five of them is the winner and you do that by creating time paradoxes which essentially is just a like adjacent set of three of you know, three types of matching things in the game. There's a bunch of cards. You create a timeline, which is basically just like one long strip of cards. Yeah. Um, and each card has three elements on it, element meaning things, not you know, <laughs> fire, or water, because that exists right. too. Uh, but there's colors which are represented by elements. So like fire or water, uh, whatever the other ones are, I don't know. It's um, like a watch or something. I don't remember. Well, then there's symbols, right? Cause like yeah. you've got a skull key, those sorts of things. Yeah. So there's, there's, there's colors which are represented by elements, there's symbols, which are represented by the symbols, and then there are numbers on every card, 1 through 4, I believe, or maybe it's 0 through 4. And so, when you're playing this game, you've got a card that represents your sorcerer, and on that timeline, you then choose one of three cards from your hand to either move left or right, left being the past, I believe, and right being the future along this timeline. Yep. thematically yes which doesn't matter that much except that you can only play uh, you 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 sort of like reveal a card from your hand and say I'm going to play this I'm going to use the number on this card which allows you to go forwards in time Mm -hmm. so you then move your card that many cards to the right uh matching the number that you showed so if i want to move two cards to the right i need to show a two out of my hand right right um or if i want to move like three spaces down to the left and that happens to be a skull i can play a skull if i don't have a skull but there happens to be fire on that card i can then show fire and i can then still move to that card and that's how you move to the past (laughs) (laughs) which again doesn't really matter (laughs) <laughs> yeah, 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 thematically it's just a thing. And anyway, what you're trying to do is when you then reach that card, you then swap the card that's on the timeline with the card that you revealed from your hand to get there, right? And what you're trying to do is create matches of 3 with on the timeline. So, if you if you put that card down and now you have created a match of three with any three elements, regardless of what you used to get there, you've created a time paradox and that gets you a crystal. If you land on a space that has the other player, you then get into a duel. A sorcerer (laughs) duel. And what happens then is that both players then have to uh, show their hands and you add up the numbers and the person with a higher amount of, you know, the higher total wins the the duel Mm -hmm. and they get to steal a crystal from the other player. However... There's always a like selected suit in the game, right? Like like an elemental suit. There's like fire, water, wind, earth, whatever. And whatever that whatever is selected for that particular round, um that d- that means that those cards do not count towards the total in your duel. So if yeah. I've got all fire cards in my hand, and fire is the, the suit right now, then I've got a zero when I get into that duel. Um, and anytime somebody gets a crystal, then you move that uh, the little marker that marks whatever the current element is forward, clockwise one space, and so it's constantly changing. Um, and anyway, when you're playing this game, you're just constantly trying to think about like the sort of like like where can I go, what do I need to do, how many steps forward do I need to think in order to create these matches of three, or can I just just collect a bunch of high value cards that don't match the current suit and then blast my other, my opponent and take his stuff.
1: <laughs> and that's Antinomy. Yes. <laughs> What'd you think, Jason? Uh, so this was probably my least favorite of the four that we played. Uh, um, really? Yeah, it was, um, I mean, it was fine, but it seemed a little too easy. Uh, first of all, <laughs> um, It it just became relatively easy to kind of create a situation where you could make a time paradox, and then like have a turn in between, and then create another one. Like it wasn't, it seemed really easy to like just cycle between paradoxes. Um, Also, it's like way more confusing than (laughs) than it needs to be. (laughs) I think that's
0: true. It, It is a little bit. It's a little bit too convoluted in the way that the rules are explained, like having to worry about left and right being forwards or backwards in time, and the fact that one direction allows you to use two of the elements for movement, whereas the other one only allows you to use one. It's a little non-intuitive in that way. Yeah, very much. Yeah. Um, That said, I still enjoyed playing it. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, it was fine once we knew what we were doing. uh, Yeah, I, I enjoyed... I enjoyed the puzzle of trying to make the, the, the match threes, right? Um and then about halfway through the game I realized that I could probably make faster I I could make faster, you know, like like um points. I could get points faster if I just started bullying you and just started like going for <laughs> high value cards and then going for you, which is what I did. Right. Um which I, I mean I guess if both players realize that and then go for that strategy you're going to end up having some interesting duels but i think you were really focused on the match three game and i was halfway through i was just like no nah, i'm just gonna steal jason's stuff <laughs> oh i always love that thanks yeah, yeah yeah so maybe that's why you didn't enjoy the game
1: <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> as much i think you enjoyed it i remember we both said well that was that was cool yeah a little it was confusing but I, cool but yeah, yeah. Um, um it didn't give me the same. Feeling of satisfaction as the other ones, even even though yeah. I, I lost Liberation or whatever, like I still was relatively satisfied with how the yeah. game played out. Right, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it was I, an I interesting game. Yeah, from both, I, both I sides, didn't yeah. get that from antinomy Yeah, yeah. It, it's
0: it's cool. It's maybe worth looking at. I think if you have a chance to play it, it's definitely worth trying out. Um, I don't know that it's a one of the must purchases out of this group of of games here. Um, so yeah. So so far we've done Agropolis liberation and antinomy i'm just repeating the names because we're talking about four games here instead of one and i think if anybody's listening i want to make sure that they can remember which ones we've talked about so they can look these games up later on if they if they need to a bevy Um, of games yes yes and the last game that we played we're going to go over 30 minutes today hey everybody's getting a free episode next week that's (laughs) going to be exciting uh the last game that we played is horreos Horreos. Uh, okay. <laughs> What's that? I said Olay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, the, the the tagline here on Board Game Geek is Can you build the longest, most ornate structure that keeps the mice out? <laughs> and that is the goal of Horreos. Horreos uh, is designed by Pablo de Pina. Art is by Cisco Belido. Uh, did I talk about. Uh, whatever. I don't know if I talked about the people that, that did Antinomy. I should probably do that. Antinomy. Uh, was designed by John Bellucci and art by Marty Cobb. Anyway, Horreos is uh, again, a two player game where you are trying to build the best structure, as it said, to keep the mice out. Mm hmm. Uh, Now the structure that you build is made up of many of the cards that are in this game. It looks like a wall, right? And you're building like one long, like wide wall. Uh, And, sort of like some of these other games you are going for certain types of adjacency bonuses or certain elements are that that are represented on your wall for points you know it kind of reminds me a little bit of like an agropolis sort of deal here but the way that you're doing it is different right like not everything has to be adjacent like like there are points for owls right or owls i guess cancel out mice that was one thing right mice are negative points but if you've got owls on your wall every owl cancels out one mouse Uh, and then there was also like crosses that you get to count. So every cross is worth a certain number of points. Right. Right. Yeah. Yes. Something like that. And then there were also like pillars underneath the wall. And if you, if you manage to arrange them so that they're adjacent in groups of, you know, like, like adjacent groups, the more that are in an adjacent group, the more they're worth. Mm -hmm. Right. Like there's sort Mm -hmm. of like a scoring table that you, you reference at the end of the game. So, you know, like two pillars next to each other aren't worth, you know, nearly as much as, you know, like sort of like a, you know, like a curvilinear scoring path or whatever. Right. For, for how many they're worth, you know, like you want to try to maximize however many you can put next to each other. Because um one of the things you can do in Horreos is you can, you can put cards side by side or you can overlap them a little bit. So, you know, like you can cover up certain elements of the, the wall to make, you know, like the mouse covered up. But then now you're also putting one of the pillars next to another pillar. Oh, you also scored doors. I forgot oh, about yeah, that. the doors. Yeah. yeah. Now, how you build your wall and how you get the cards to build your wall is uh, kind of special in this game because you do so by playing one of four action cards every turn. There's two cards that you hold in your hands. Uh, there's going to be a market of two cards that represent the walls out in front of you in between you and the other player. And you're going to be choosing secretly one of the cards in your hand and one side of that card, which has one of four actions on it. And there's sort of like a priority in which actions are resolved in what order. So if I um, choose sabotage as my action, that gets resolved first. If Jason shows, you know, some other action like uh, like build, right, my sabotage gets resolved first. And. For sabotage, what you do is you flip the card around for the other player. So now instead of doing build, Jason has to do whatever the action is that's on the other end of that card, right? Yeah. It kind of forces him to do that thing, which can sometimes react or cause a chain reaction of sabotages because, like, I might sabotage <laughs> the thing that's on the opposite end of sabotage. So I sabotage his action, which then causes him to flip his card around, which then sabotages me. Right. <laughs> Which doesn't matter because right you've exactly. already resolved your action or whatever but um but that that can happen and and the things that you're doing is you're either like grabbing a card from the market which i believe they call planning you are sabotaging another person you are building by actually putting your card down or you're just like grabbing a card out of the market are those did i did i say that twice or did i mention all four things oh i think you mentioned all four things uh let's assume i did uh okay. there's also steal there's also steal I so stealing. i must have mentioned something twice because you can you can steal from the other player um you can take one of their cards which you don't want to happen right yeah. um and so you're you're using those four actions to try to basically draft the cards that fit your wall the best and help you score you know min max your, your points as best that you can while also denying the opponent the cards that they need right mm-hmm. um and so you're doing those four things stealing sabotaging uh planning and building throughout the game using those four actions uh and then you consult the point tables and stuff at the end and figure out who has the most points based on their walls right yep and you have a nice uh like you know uh pleasant to look at wall at the end of the game and you can you know say hey i've got you know more mice than you i guess that's bad
1: yeah that has been i have less mice than you that's the better yeah yeah so how was this jason what'd you think of (laughs) horreos I I actually kind of enjoyed this. Yeah, I, it, it kind of it had the same feel to me as a um, Agropolis, except it wasn't uh, co op. Co op. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it had that same sort of tiling, puzzly min max point mm-hmm. kind of deals. Uh yeah. it's just that we were playing against each other instead of with each other. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I, I like that. I like the the thinking about like how I can overlap my cards in the most effective way to get rid of negative points and you know maximize the positive points and everything. I enjoy that. I enjoy that about Agropolis and I enjoy that about Joreos. Uh the action card selection was something I was very excited about. And I had some fun moments where I was like, ha ha, got you, you know, like in terms of like the stealing and the, uh, you know, the sabotage and everything. But towards the middle or like maybe last third of the game, it started to feel like there were fewer options available to us because there were, you know, the market was getting very thin. Yeah. And I was just like, it, it just kind of felt like you and I were just getting into a sabotage slash steal fight. And that started to feel very tedious. Yeah, it did. Um, so the end of the game kind of dragged for me, and I think for that reason, I actually liked it less than Antinomy. Hmm. So you said Antinomy was probably your least favorite out of the four. For me, it was Horreos. Oh, okay. Um, I think that it's still a, a fine game for what it is. Right, all of these are games that I you could do worse with twelve dollars, right? Oh, for sure. And you could do worse with 20 minutes of your time mm-hmm. or, you know, like the amount of space that it takes up in your backpack or your pocket or whatever. I think any of these are a good buy and, you know, like a, a decent way to, you know, um, to spend 20 minutes in a hallway at Gen Con or some other game show or 20 minutes in between games while you're waiting for people to grab some snacks or foods or something at, you know, like just a, a gathering at, at a friend's house. Yeah. Uh, I think all of these fit fit the bill pretty well but I, I feel like for me agropolis
1: and liberation stood out um you know pretty pretty soundly from the other two yeah um, that would, that would be my opinion too those were definitely the two better better ones
0: yeah yeah but i mean if you just happen to get your hands on antinomy or
1: horaeos still worth playing yeah, it's still a good time yeah um yeah. i mean and it it was really cool that you were able to take like i know we didn't play all six but you, that you brought six different yeah. games with you in like <laughs> that you could hold them all in your hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I, I, I think that I'm excited to try more button shy games after this. Um, the I, I have you know several more. I, I actually had eight. Uh, and and some of them are solo games that I've played by myself. Uh, I, I think that you played all the games that aren't solo soloable games with mm-hmm. me. So I've played all the games that I have my hands on right now. Um, and I am excited to try more button shy games. I, I unfortunately. They had a Kickstarter right after I ordered my games, and so I was like, well, I've just got these eight games coming. I don't need to buy more right now before I know whether or not I even like them. Mm-hmm. So I missed out on that last Kickstarter, essentially. I will keep my eyes open for the next one because you can get the games a little bit cheaper that way. But, I mean, you know, if you're interested in trying these out, I would say go to the Buttonshy website and take a look what's there because the games, they're just $12, you know, like, like 4 at the normal price. And that's very fair for what you're getting here. Like they've all got decent artwork. They all come in a nice little package. The cards are of a decent quality and the games are fun. So, you know, for something that I'm, often looking for a game that I can just throw in a backpack or you know like throw in my car or something to kill some time or you know like to play with somebody that I don't want it to be like a very like heavy game or or a very long game Um, these are good for all of those situations and I highly recommend them to anybody that hears this and says that sounds interesting Um, and I'm also very happy for us to talk about something that isn't a $100 game that takes four hours to play because we've been doing a lot of that lately and we're not done yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're they're Uh, a nice
1: refreshing you know quick little kind of pick-me-up thing and i i found them utterly enjoyable yep yep so uh two thumbs up overall for button shy i think from us yeah um
0: and if you're interested in this i would say definitely take a look at sprawlopolis agropolis uh liberation uh those are the ones that we've played that are really cool uh the ones that I've played solo, I, I think the thing that stood out to me the most was Rage More, which is essentially a fancy game of, like, Klondike Solitaire. Uh, if that's the sort of thing that you like and you'd like maybe, like, a fancier, grimdark version of Solitaire, <laughs> then Rage More is really cool. I've enjoyed that quite a bit. I've also played uh, Circle the Wagons and uh, Food Chain Island, which is fine but kind of simple. Um, So, so there you go. Uh, That is an extra long episode with an extra helping of games. Uh, However, they're all bite-sized. So I'd say try them out if you get a chance. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, If people would like to get a hold of us and let us know what their favorite type of animal pen is on the farm, Jason, how would they do so?
1: Okay. Well, to, uh, let us know how much of a fan you are of alpacas, uh, you can <laughs> email us. It's podcast at limited You can go to the website, limitedplaytime.com, You can go to Twitter, which is at limited playtime or Instagram at limited playtime podcast.
0: I, uh, I thought about you last week because I was in, you know, one of the more rural towns here in Indiana and there were actual camels, you know, like within <laughs> spitting distance of me. And, uh, I was like remembering that you said I actually drove by a barn today yeah like that was a big deal (laughs) it is a relatively rare occurrence for me (laughs) all right well thanks for listening everybody I hope you enjoyed this I hope you enjoy some of these games and we will see you in probably two weeks later we've got a lot to talk about bye